what's up everybody? Welcome back to the Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Brainy, on this uh, Thursday, April 2nd, 8.30 p.m. And with me, as always this time of year because of the quarantine, is my lovely co-host, Samantha Swayze. Sam, welcome to the Jake Podcast. She's back! Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Oh, wow. You, you. Have, you have a B-track for applause. Congratulations. That's no B-track. That's real. <laughs> That's real, people. You know, we're not supposed to Our fans to be... are outside <laughs> the, the, holding signs. Okay, so they're gathering outside during the quarantine. Six feet apart, obviously. Oh, well, at least they're safe. Well, with your applause, congratulations, and uh, welcome back. How are things? I mean, day <laughs> Day 25 of quarantine. Breaking news. We are in quarantine and uh, Sam's face is all I see all the time. I mean, that's always been the case no matter what. But now it's like, it's you know, you're it's right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This has been. There's no escaping. There really isn't. A lot of people are like, you know, this is a big test. And I'm like, oh, great. Cool. It can only go good then. I don't. So I don't really have a problem with you. Um, a lot of people Thanks. are asking. <laughs> A lot of people are asking, like, if you're annoying me or, like, am I tired of your face? Yes. And the answer, no, is no, other than, like, normal daily annoyances from mm-hmm. before. Right. It's more just, like, my mental, like... You're losing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Because, I like, I'm even getting, like, a little stir-crazy where I'd like to do some different things. And, and like, you know, we went on a bike ride last night and that was Awesome. That like, was the best thing to happen to me in 25 years. It, it, yeah, it was one of the best bike rides I've ever been on, mainly because of just like, it, you know, it was crazy too. We we're going around through Asbury Park and it was a ghost town. We both said that at different times, but it, it was quite the ghost town and uh, it's nice to just be able to get out a little bit, especially since it's been raining a lot too. So like that doesn't yeah, help. The rain has been killer. Yeah. But good news, you know, with our life in quarantine, which is basically this whole episode is quarantine life. Um, we do have the little Nola Bola Butterbean Burrito walking, yes. which is so cool because before she wasn't walking, and now she loves walks. So. Our dog did not like to go for her walks. Yeah. Um, she is sitting right here with us, and now she's hearing us say the W word, and the, she's like, I think we're going, and we're not. Oh, I, She already went on one today, so. I should have said W-A-L-K. Yeah. We have doubled up, though, on a couple of them, where like you'll take her during the day or in the morning, and then I'll take her at night, and... That's worked out really well, but uh, I don't know. She might have not been, like, sleeping all that well last night, so we just went with the one (gasps) W-A-L-K today. Anyway, um, that's pretty cool, though, because now it's nice to, like, at least get out and just walk around the neighborhood for, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm enjoying those as well. Yeah. I feel like, and this is probably going to be insensitive to people who are actually in prison, Uh, but I feel like a prisoner and I get my yard time and that's the little bit of hope that I have in my day yeah. to keep me sane. Yeah, you're totally a prisoner, just like prisoners. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much like the number one thing that's going around is just being able to get out. It's big for the quarantine lifestyle. Um, <laughs> we've been watching a lot of like TV and movies and trying to balance that is like a little tricky because we're really running through some shows so, like, being able to get out and a nice change-up is nice. But, like, we've had some good things on TV. Some old rewatches. 
uh, some new stuff for you, but uh, and then like kind of new for me. I'm into reality TV now. This is like, this is groundbreaking stuff is that I'm now watching Shaws of Sunset and uh, Summer Beach House. Summer House. Summer House, my new favorite with those great people. And uh, what else do I watch? Uh, Vanderpump. Oh, Vanderpump. Yeah, yeah. So I'm watching reality TV. This is this is great stuff. It is great. Listen, reality TV, call it what you want, but it's a show you can put on that you like don't necessarily have to pay attention to, and it's entertaining, and you're just like, wow, they are so messy, and I don't live my life that way, and so therefore... Um, I'm better. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, um, we are watching some like better than that things though. Like uh, we've wire. been watching The Wire, and I watched this when it was out, like you know, a, a, you know, originally, oh, and then you I, did. Oh, I <laughs> um, and then I watched it in college too when uh, uh, when they're on DVDs. That was great because uh, we have all five seasons on like the box DVDs. But this has been such a fun like rewatch because. Like, you're really into it. And we just started season four today, but we really ripped through those first three seasons. Yeah, I mean, quarantine helps, but yeah. Um, well, yeah. we started it before quarantine, and I think we finished, like, one season in a span of three days. But Oh, yeah, that's true. It is a really great show, and I had always heard it was really good. I'm a huge HBO fan. I watch a ton of stuff on HBO. I just, it was one of those things that, like, I had to get around to. Mm-hmm. Um, but very happy I did. I like it. I like that each season is like a little different. Um, I, it's a great show. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've said this before on the pod and like, uh, I'll say it every time, uh, HBO, like Marvel, like Jordan Peele is also another one. They've built up so much goodwill that I'll give anything a try. If someone's like, you should try this. This is good. Um, li- like literally because out of like 10 shows that The Wire or that HBO puts out, you're going to have like one probably be like, nah, it's not really good. And then another be like, it's good. It's just not for me. And then like four that are like, wow, this is really good. And then four that are like, this is the best show on TV right now. You know, you just look at like the last few shows we've watched from that. Like Game of Thrones like ended poorly, but Game of Thrones is one of my, is probably my favorite show of all times, even with the bad ending. And then right after that, we jump into Succession. We jump into Righteous Gemstones, which are both two of our favorites now. Um, and, I mean, you're now watching The Wire. And there's, like, a couple of shows. Like, the, the Avenue 5 was a kind of a miss. Uh, the one in space with Hugh Laurie. Yeah, I wasn't really yeah. into it. And The Outsider, like, a lot of people are, are wishy-washy on. But HBO just, they, they, they put out too much really good stuff to, like, you know, I, I can't not give them a chance. Yeah, yeah so... The Wire, almost done. Yeah. Wire, almost done, but we are also just started season three of Community. Mm-hmm. That is... So, like, I missed a couple seasons of Community, so this rewatch has been really helpful because there's, like, I bits and pieces that I've seen, but Community was part of Thursday Night Done Right, which was, like, really big in 2011. Sam, it was really big. Okay. Yeah. So... Thursday night done right. I mean, was... most people in college like go out on Thursday Thursdays, but oh. I guess you just sit in and watch. Oh, not sitcoms. me, not me. Thursday night done right is going out. So the thing, and I didn't have class on Friday, so I could have gone out. That's how good this TV schedule <laughs> was. So 
Roll the tape back to 2010-2011. I'm living off campus with uh, Brendan, Charlie, TJ, uh, our friend Erin, like, just, like, basically moved onto campus but, like, didn't know anybody. So she spent a lot of, like, nights hanging out with us. And Thursday Night Done Right started off, NBC killed it. This was unbelievable. Started the night with Community at 8. Parks and Rec at 8.30, which was, like, just getting into its stride. Office at 9, which was, like, the Jim and Pam getting married season, too. So, like, that was pretty cool. 30 Rock at, at, uh, at 8.30. Or, no, 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 at 9.30, sorry. 30 Rock at 9.30, which you don't like, but I really like. Then at 10, flip over to FX. You've got Always Sunny in Philadelphia. 10.30, right after that, you got The League, which, like, it's fine. But for the sixth best show that night... It's unbelievable. And then we watched the rewatch of MTV's The Jersey Shore at 11. So, so from eight, yeah, so from eight, yeah, really cool guys over here. From eight to midnight, we got TV on. We go get a 30 after our classes ended. Like it, the way our classes ended, like me, Chuck, and TJ kind of go, uh, and, and Aaron all got out at like the same time. And we would run to the liquor store. Aaron would get a bottle of like flavored Burnett's, which was like $13 and it was like a handle of it and then we would get like two thirties of beer and just crush it on the couch and it was the best college college brah <laughs> some great shows yeah I couldn't I can't get into um 30 rock I hot take I don't like uh Tina Fey that is a little bit of a hot take it is yeah. it's not like you know not all four burners going at once but <laughs> it's it's a it's a low heat hot take for sure I just think uh, I know she's very creative and I know she's written a lot of stuff that I like, but like, I love Mean Girls, but yeah. her as a person, like I find her super annoying. Um, and so I don't, I couldn't get into, get into that. That's, that's fair. But Community though. Community, I like, I do think that it's the lesser, uh, out of like Parks and Rec and The Office. Yeah. I do like it. There are some episodes where I say to you though, I'm like, I don't like this episode because Oh yeah, they, they do get very, very creative. Yeah, I didn't like the claymation episode. And I did, I don't like the episodes where there's kind of just like no storyline going on. They're just like doing alternate timelines yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they do a lot of like different stuff like that. But I guess they were like playing with house money at that point, where they're like, we didn't realize this was going to actually stay on that long. Yeah, but, people um, people launch their career from that. Alison and Brie was, I was just nobody say that. before that. It was that. kind of cool to see like you know her and even um, Joel Duh. McHale. I know he was like from the soup and everything, but to yeah. see him acting. Um, yeah, and the girl Jillian Jacobs ended up being like a, kind of a big deal on the show Love, but she was on that first. So, and like Chevy Chase actually really funny on it. I know, which is shocking because I feel like he's another one that I don't really love. Mm -hmm. You know, I know Christmas Vacation and all those, yeah. you know, all those movies, but mm -hmm. I was never really a huge fan of him either. So, um, but I love him on this probably yeah. because he plays the. The asshole. Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is an explicit uh, podcast. You can curse on here. Well, okay. Like shit, bitch, cock, balls, motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, like, yeah. So I would say I would suggest Community. It's on Hulu. Uh, for anyone that likes The Office and Parks and Rec and is kind of like looking for like episodes of a show that's similar to that, that they're not going to watch the same Office episode for like the seventh time. Uh, I did just start Brooklyn Nine Nine on my own, and I'm going to see that out. You're not a big fan of that, no, no. So maybe that'll be on me on my own. That's Andy, fine. Uh, Andy saying debate. Yeah, not my favorite at all. That's fine, but uh, um, also along with like the Good Place, it's all in that realm of like NBC comedy, 
and I love those. So uh, check out Community. It's it's gone really well, and uh, we're gonna keep going. But the other shows that we have going on, like the live shows, there's no Bachelor season right now, which hurts because quarantine life would really but 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 wait wait, there's more chris harrison i bet this is chris harrison's like pet project what is it uh listen to your heart listen to your heart so it's like from the producers of the bachelor i think they're staying at the bachelor mansion and it's basically like oh you have to live in this house with these other musicians um, you might fall in love with them, but they might not be falling in love with the people they're performing with. So drama ensues, which is what Chris Harrison hopes for. This show is everything that Jed from oh, Hannah season like wow, wanted. Yes. This is his show, and he missed out. Oh my god! Instead, he had to like fuck around during yeah, Hannah Brown. Yeah, this would have been perfect because wow. you're getting highlighted as a musician, and you're doing songwriting and singing, mm-hmm. and and falling in love and. Jed, that was his name, right? Jed. Yeah, yeah, Jed could have yeah. killed, you know, two birds with one stone. That's actually a really good point. I didn't think about that. He's cursing himself now. Oh uh, yeah, he's like, maybe he's, they'll bring him back. Who knows? Go! <laughs> maybe they'll bring him back. Oh, actually, his... no. I think he's um, in a relationship. Ah, uh, well, whatever. as per the gram. Ah, uh, the gram. Yeah. So we got that. I can't believe they haven't released that already. Like they should have moved they up. Should have bumped it up. They should have bumped it up. It, no one's running anything right now. Everyone's old, re, like airing old sports or like just like reruns because there's nothing new coming out right now. So ABC should really jump on that. We still have to wait two more weeks. Yeah. Or no, like a week yeah. plus, like yeah. ten days. It's it's I think the thirteenth or something. But regardless, that's coming out. We've been watching Mass Singer, which is which is fun. I like Mass Singer. I think you like it too. I like it. I think. I think you like it a little bit more. Um, what do I hate, though? Oh, the guesses. The guesses. Yeah. These, Jenny McCart- first McCarthy of all, or Nee? McCartney. McCart- right? No, McCarthy? McCarthy. Jenny, Jenny, Jesse McCartney? Jenny. But Jesse McCartney. Oh, is, yeah, somebody is else. Is the guess. Okay. But go on. Um, the judges, I mean, first of all, are has-beens or never-wers. Yeah. And Sorry, Ken they, Jong. <laughs> they think that they're so much better than they are. Nicole Schwarzinger or whatever. From oh, the, yeah. From the She's supposed dog. to be the huge draw. She will sing anytime she has a chance. So she's like, oh, you have a great tone. And you really sound like, Ga-ga-ga-ga. That's and exactly then, what they did on The Voice with uh, What's-Her-Face that I don't like. Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Yeah, she and would do like, that every episode. So like, I no get it. I came yeah. here to see you sing. Mm-hmm. You're a judge. And then Robin never, Robin Thicke is just like, oh, you know who it might be? It might be someone that performed with me on my tour, or I was in a concert with this guy, or we did a music video together. You know what I do appreciate, though, about Robin Thicke? Because you're absolutely right about what he's saying. This is the perfect level of fame for Robin Thicke, because a show like this... He's not better than this show. No. But he's still like a decent pull because he's a good looking guy. He had a couple hit songs. He's a dancer. Like he had a famous relationship. Like he is this like C-level entertainer that it's like, oh, the Robin Thicke one. And it's like, yeah, the show sucks. No wonder Robin Thicke is the big pull for this. Because like Ken Jong, uh, Jay... McCarth something Jen <laughs> Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg now uh, her guesses are great because she's always going to the well where she's like you know I was really close to guessing this B-list country singer or it's J-Lo it might be J-Lo underneath yeah. there the, the like 
number of times they guess that it's an A-list celebrity, and I know they do this on They mention Zac Efron every other oh, episode. Yeah. But I know, well, I don't know if I would even consider him A-list anymore, but either way, like, there's certain celebrities that you know would never be caught dead on this show, and, like, the contestants that they have on this show are basically, like... B, C listers, like again, people are, who are trying to like rev back up their careers, or like I don't know, someone like Gronk. That it makes sense that he's on this show because yeah. like, what else is he doing? Yeah, exactly. He retires from football. He could do this for a couple weeks and like put his name back out there. It's fine. But to be like someone like I can't remember their. I mean, one guest that really just blew me away was like. Tim McGraw, and I was like, yeah. he's one of the biggest country superstars. Like, he's not coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I I did, they did a Lil Wayne on there. But he's not doing anything. Okay. All right, his so you're career, saying. His career is kind of like. Pfft. Yeah, that's true. He's it's not, true. He's he, not he has the a Diana Lil Wayne like years. of 2008, 9. Like. God, that guy was the best. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> he was on top of the world. Dropping on your bitch head. <laughs> Wasn't that the song? Yeah. Yeah. Pick the world up. Yeah, Kevin, uh, not Federline. Rudolph? Rudolph, yes. (laughs) Kevin Rudolph, he really capitalized on a great situation. That was him. I thought he just did Let It Rock. Yeah, and he did that one, too. Oh, right. I thought that was like Eminem and Lil Wayne. Oh, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) You know what it did? There was another song with Kevin Rudolph where Lil Wayne was in it, not Let It Rock, but another one. Yeah. And he referenced Pick the World Up and Drop It. He referenced that in okay. the song. Regardless, um, because, because you know, the Kevin Rudolph podcast is, is tomorrow night. Uh, I think my Mass Singer is, it's pretty it's good. Fine. It's, yeah, it's fun. For quarantine life, it's not bad. Because, no, it, because it's nice to get something new out there where it's like, we're guessing names, there's big reveal, it's whatever. Yeah, it is fun when you finally know who someone is, um, and then it does. We've been pretty good at the guesses. I think you're better than me. Thank you. Everyone, stop what you're doing. Jake guessed. <laughs> Record scratch. Jake guessed how who? Jake guessed that it was Drew Carey as one of the yes. people. And I thought, no way. And it was she him. called me a psychopath. But he didn't He didn't tweet it out first. And so he felt like, you know, he wasn't going to get the recognition he deserved. But he did, in fact. I got Lil right. Wayne. I got Drew Carey. I got Gronk. Um, and then there was one that you helped me out with that, uh, it, Brett Michaels is, is basically everyone's already confirmed it's Brett Michaels. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to be one of the blue collar comedy guys. One of the housewives is on there. Oh yeah. And you said, you really know it's going to be one of the housewives. hundred percent her. Yeah. Uh, so I'm with you on that. I think between us though, we're going to be able to get at least half of these. Yeah. Um, I should have listened to the judges when they're talking about the olds because like Shaka Khan and, uh, I don't know, one of the, Dion Warwick. I was like, I don't know who the fuck they are i just know their names and that they're like old singers but you know regardless that's a good show it's fun it's whatever but lego masters whoa (laughs) talk about b-list celebrities needing a comeback will arnett hosting that is just he's always in character and like i could really need him to not be in character all the time yeah like He's probably maybe miserable in person, and we'll never know because he's always in character. Yeah, yeah. He's always just, like, kind of doing his shtick, where it's like, I'd love for him to just be, like, chilled and relaxed, but he's not that type of guy. But we got the finals of that coming up soon. That's been a lot of fun. It's, like, super creative, and it's the perfect, like, whatever show at the end of the night where you don't need to pay attention to what anyone's saying. It's just, like, you're on your phone, you look up, and you're like, oh, that's a really cool build that they're doing. What are they doing? 
And like it requires just the least amount of attention. And like after these quarantine days, I need some like attentionless shows. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think it's really cool that people can build these extravagant things with Legos and they have their own terms for their building techniques and it's a whole Lego world out where, out there that we know nothing about. Yeah. And I, it has inspired me to yes. purchase a Lego kit? What would you call it? Yeah, Lego, like a, like a box of Lego, a Lego set. Yeah. Lego set yeah. um, to do while we're quarantined. Yeah, we just gotta keep it away from the dog. Yeah. Yeah, because like she's a you know pieces. We'll have to do that in like the guest room or something. But that'd be a lot of fun. And then like, uh, so that's cool. But we just finished up the Biggest Loser, where one guy won lost a hundred and forty four pounds. That was Incredible. insane. Incredible. That was nuts. He looks amazing. I hate how like we're like eating ice cream watching it too. But like, <laughs> and we're like we could do that. I'm like, I'm like I'm like oh my god like I could totally do these like these reps and like uh, looking at like their what they're doing and everything. I'm like, I'm like, I could totally do this. And I'm like, I'm like, God, another ben, and Jer- another ben and Jerry's pint coming down the, t- down the tracks. But we're in quarantine. I know. That's true. I quarantine life is rough. I haven't watched that show in so long. It was something I used to watch when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it, I think it used to be on like NBC or something. Yeah. It was an NBC, like, like, primetime show yeah and I, I don't know if it was it, it was gone for a couple of years or whatever but USA took it over and yeah. so I only remember like certain things about the show and what it used to be like because I always I thought there was like a vote off process and this and that but this season they did it super simple and it was just like if you lost the least amount of weight that week like you went home um but I just I get so like inspired when I see people lose weight, and yeah. I think it's just a nice show, and yeah. you get to see people become healthy as we're sitting on the couch. And this guy lost 144 pounds and like killed it. Yeah, and he's like the father. finals he's wasn't even close because of him. Yeah, and he's a father of three, like you know, yeah. and it's just you know now he just feels like he could. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah. So, all right, but that's like what we're watching right now. Where there's other things we've tried on like Netflix, and we've watched movies, but we'll get to movies later. Um, the reason we're doing all this watching is because there's no sports. Like, the one thing that, like, I The worst I th- thing in the world for Jake. Uh, it's rough. I've never seen someone so sad. I've been, I've been, I don't know, just, I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, sad. He but. just, like, looks at the window and traces, you know, a raindrop, and he's like, oh, sports. <laughs> You've come down the stairs, like, a couple times, and you're like, what are you watching? And it's like... Highlights of the Cavaliers, like, winning the NBA championship from 2016. Oh, I feel like almost every night you gotta end with, like, a recap of some I'm watching sports like, game. Yeah. yeah, sports game. Wow, sports games. <laughs> Love sports. Well, like, so, right now, we should be entering, like, the best time for sports. Because we're supposed to have the NCAA tournament would be just finishing up this weekend. We'd have the Masters on this weekend. We would have the NFL draft at the end of the month. Baseball will have just started. NBA and NHL will have their playoffs starting up. Like, this is such a great time for sports, and we're getting none of it. And, like, I understand that there are, like, real problems out there and that, like, this isn't anything big. So I'm not, like, trying to, like, you know, like, bring down the fact that, like, people are sick and dying from COVID. But, like, you know, just... Yeah, this well, sucks. it's also sad in a perspective of, you know, I mean, I I don't really love the NBA, but I love um, college basketball, like March Madness. And so yeah. it is kind of sad for those players who yeah. are seniors and this is their last year and they won't get to play out their, like, last year with their team and, you know, try to win something. I so met, I think in yeah. that case, like, it's really sad and it's just crazy that 
there's no sports. Yeah. I mentioned in the last, or maybe two pods ago, that, like, you know, the Big East, like, got canceled, like, midway through. And that was going to be, like, a big weekend for us. Yeah, but we like, were supposed to go. Yeah. It, but, like, at that time, it was just postponed. It was, like, uh, or, you know, they started off by saying, okay, no fans are allowed in the building. And, like, nobody really had any idea how, how crazy this was about to get. No. That there were, like, fans in the building. We're canceling sports here. Like, the season's over. So it's been it's been rough, and sports will like come back. You know, there there are still hope for baseball to come back this summer, even though like you know Wimbledon canceled and that's like end of June. Yeah, you know, and, and your dad canceled. said that's the first time since World the, War Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of crazy numbers that are going to come out there. That's like it'll be the first time that baseball isn't played in April since like I don't know the thirties since 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 girls played <laughs> and since like they weren't allowing non-white people to play probably. That's how long ago. But, like, it, sports will come back. NFL's still doing their draft. They're going to do it all virtual, which, like, I'm actually excited to see how they do that, where they're just going to have 50 players on, like, Zoom. Um, yeah. And, like, drafting. I'm like, I'm like, why not? Like, we've got nothing else going on. That's how easy it is to entertain us right now, too, is that, like, there's just nothing going on that, like, anything can be entertaining. I watched something today on Instagram where a family was having a race of, they put a cup under their, like, uh, the refrigerator where you could press the button and have the water come out of it. Yeah. So they put a cup under that, had a straw in the cup, pressed the button for the water to go, and they had to drink as long as they could with the straw before it filled up. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a race between, like, so they timed each person and whoever had the longest time was the winner. Do you remember Minute to Win It? Yes. Yeah. So those shows, that show had so many fun, really cool games that like were, you know, nothing. It was like, you know, using a straw to slurp up M&Ms and use like your breath to like hold it and move it over to like a, like a, uh, a different pile and stuff. And there are other like little tiny games. I feel like we should visit the minute to win it like game center. Well, I told you the game that I want to play. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, you're right. I want to take a, like, mini trash can, and we put it, like, on the couch, and then we take rolled-up socks, and that's our basketball, and we do like they do at the All-Star Game, where they do... Like three, a three-point contest. Yeah, three-point contest. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great idea, and we should definitely, like, design that. I think we should play, we play, more, we, play more games. We should play more games, yeah. Um, we've been playing Risk with your brothers online. That's yeah, fun. I'm terrible. I thought I was I didn't bad. think I was this bad until... Shout out to the Scotto brothers who like included me in their games of risks and and like just like dominated me so quickly before I could ever learn the game so that I never really learned risk so that when Sam invited me to play with her brothers I told her that like it was a horrible idea and I hate the game and now I'm like oh wait if I just took 10 seconds to learn it it's actually fun. Here's my problem is I know that I have to protect my borders like you know take over yeah. the and protect your borders and then once I have them like pretty protected that's when I go for kill shots and I feel like that always uh, messes me up but I like to take people out. Yeah that's fine I and I agree with that. Um, but somehow I always get eliminated. Well, the one time you were like, we're going to work together, right? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, backstabbed by my own boyfriend. I couldn't look like a chump in front of your brothers. Ridiculous. I couldn't look like a yeah. chump in front of your brothers. I know where your loyalty lies. I won one of those games, by the way. Because I helped you. No, by then, then you, you told me. No, 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 no. I won after you told me that you'll never help me ever again. Well. Yeah, so... All right, so there's a lot about this quarantine that actually is similar to Hurricane Sandy. Have you, like, picked up on any of that? 
I mean, yeah. What were you doing during Hurricane Sandy? Is actually uh, we, were, what we were playing a lot of games. Dominoes mm-hmm. was a big one. I was spending a lot of time with family. Yeah. And playing games and just like not being, um, I don't know, not being like, you're more focused on what's going on inside than outside. Yeah. So like we lost power for nine days. It was like, like two months into Maggie going away to college for like the for freshman year, so it was just me and my parents. But we had my grandparents come over a lot because uh, they didn't have like the we had the gas fireplace, which was huge. So like they just can't. We you know drove them back and forth and had them come over and like that worked. But I remember like finally going out. And the big thing was there was no power. And at that time of year, it was starting to get darker earlier. So, like, that was a whole thing. And, like, when we heard that the Brick Mall, like Brick Township Mall and movie theater was open, and we went there and drove by, it was like, and this is a little nostalgic for us, it was like seeing the Vegas Strip because it was so cool, like seeing just like little things like, oh, the Quaker Steak and Lube's lights are on and stuff. And it was so cool going around the bend. We went to like three movies in like five days because we were just like, we need to get out of the house. And unfortunately with this, this is restricting us to inside the house. So like it's very little opportunities to run out of the house and do things like that. So this is like, like you know, as much as it's the closest thing we have, is Hurricane Sandy? This is like nothing like Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, it's it's similar in the way of like it's we're going through something like traumatic and you know people were dying from Sandy and from this and you're still being told like what you can and can't do and yeah. you're limited to what you can and can't do which like you know I know um, we didn't have power for Sandy but and we do like now but yeah. you're still you know like trapped in your house and it is like a ghost town when whenever you would go out. Um, so I see the similarities. Yeah. See, it's funny because like on Instagram you go on and you see these celebrities being like, we can do this together. Like everyone, let's like, you know, and I'm not even talking about the song that like Gal Gadot and everyone did. (laughs) It was just like, you know, I was like very tone deaf, you know, with the imagined thing. But like they have the ideal quarantine situation and like, you know, because they don't need to work to live. You know, they have plenty of money. And they have these giant, like, they have basketball courts in their backyard. And they have, like, swimming pools and hot tubs. And, like, you know, so, like, it, it's, to them, it's no big deal. But what's, like, what would be your, like, quarantine oasis? What would be, like, your top quarantine situation? Well, if it was, um, if it could be either, like, better weather and we have a nice built-in pool and... Built-in um, pool would be I'm huge. Able, I'm able to, like, lay outside, tan all day, swim in the pool, like... Okay, so you'd want it in, like, July. Either that or we live somewhere warm just okay. for this quarantine. Okay. Because I do like having all seasons. But for this thing, I think just being able to have a, like, huge backyard with, like you said, even, like, a basketball court um, or, like, even a, go- oh, like a mini gym. golf course oh, or like something. A, like an in-house gym Oh, and a gym huge. would be great, too, yeah. Yeah, not being able to go to the gym really sucks because that would be – be cr- I'd be at the gym every day We were just right on now. a roll, too, before this was happening. We, we were eating healthy and doing our keto and working out. And, <sighs> and then bye. this happened. Bye, so. bye, bye. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like – what would be your ideal quarantine? I think the home gym would be huge for an ideal quarantine situation. 
uh, if I'm getting greedy, I want like a home movie theater. I was just too. gonna say that with like yeah. a popcorn machine that does like real popcorn. Oh yeah, that's great. Now we're just talking about like our lottery expense, like expenses. Well, you said your dream quarantine. That would I be said it. ideal oh, quarantine. Okay. <laughs> but but that would be ideal is if yeah. we had that. But yeah, I would say like a little bit better weather, so like you can go out. So even if you're not going to the boardwalk and the beach, you can lay out in the backyard. Yeah, get, tanning you finally day, get cushions for those a, uh, those those lounge chairs we have in the backyard. Just to be outside would be nice, and in a nice big area. Yeah, a bigger yard for Nola too. She gets to run around at my parents' house every time we bring her there. But like our yard's just like just a little bit where it's like all right, she can run, but she can't do the laps. Like she doesn't like at a, like a bigger yard. No, and we have them doing construction on the house next door. Yeah, it sucks. That would not be part of my ideal situation. No, I really wish they were done. Yeah, we need to get them out of here. But, um, yeah, I mean that's the quarantine life right now, and I think sticking to the quarantine life, like it's very important to like stick to. The four, like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm going to call it a Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore of quarantine life, all right? So I'm going to put, like, basically the four staples of how to get through the quarantine. You following, Sam? Yes. Okay. So here's, I'm going to label them. You let me know what sounds good, what doesn't sound good. But the four staples of quarantine life. Number one, uh, relaxation. You got to stay relaxed. There's a lot of stress out there based on, like, having to pay bills working from home, all, all this shit going around, it's important to stay relaxed. Uh, you have coupons for massages and, like, you know, basically being pampered in your own house and you haven't used them. You gotta clarify. I don't. I have. She has these coupons I have because coupons I got that Jake made and, yeah. gave, and gave to me for my birthday. Yeah. That I can redeem with him. Yes. Yeah. What wasn't clear? I don't know, you just said coupon, so no. it's like, yeah, I have a coupon to massage uh, True. Okay. Hand in Stone or whatever, I can't go there. No, 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 but you have coupons here. And, like, relaxation is the first pillar of the Mount Rushmore of quarantine life. I agree. I do need to use those. I, I think that in the beginning, it was like, oh, how long could we possibly be in this? So you're just not, like, thinking mm -hmm. straight. And then now I'm just, I feel like, I was someone who... I would work from home two days a week anyway, and I was always crying to you about how I just wanted to work from home full time. And now that I have it, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. And it's more frustrating, and everyone's stressed, and I. So I think my mind is just so stressed that I'm not thinking about ways to relax. Which, you know, you make a good point. Let me use my coupons. First pillar. Second pillar, and this is probably going to come as a shock because of the state of the house right now, but it's keeping the house clean. I feel like if we have a clean house, we have a clean mind, and everything is it like reduces stress as well. Uh, we did have it clean, Our like house for like is not even not. It's not. It's not yeah. messy. It's not messy. It, like give it two minutes, and and we'll we'll have it cleaned up. But I think that's another big key. Is like like I'm sure a lot of people that have like kids and stuff are dealing with like, it. It's just like kind of like living in filth right now. Whereas like we can at least have a little space. Where, like, we can work in the kitchen area. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean six feet over? <laughs> yes. Or we can work on the couch or upstairs in the bedroom, the guest room. Like, 
like we can like get away a little bit and as long as the house is clean like you don't feel as like cramped which i think is huge because you don't want to feel like you're going crazy with the whole cabin fever idea i that's what was happening to me yeah. i feel like i was spending 12 hours or whatever a day but in the living room in front yeah. of the tv because i would be sitting on the couch working and then after work was over we'd eat dinner real quick and then i'd be back in the couch to be watching tv so yeah I, this week, I had worked upstairs a little bit, and that's what would be so great is if they weren't working next door, oh, is that yeah. we could work outside, yeah. and I would feel a lot better. I, I would I would definitely capitalize more on that if they weren't working there. You're right. All right, the third one is the entertainment balance. I Like, you can't wear yourself out with the same show over and over. You got to, like, switch it up a little bit. One day, you don't even watch TV. You just play music. And, like, you open up the windows and it's, like, like you, you turn the TV off and you listen to music. Then one day, you make it, like, straight up, like, movie day where, like, one of us picks a movie out. And we have that list of 100 movies that we're crushing. So, like, you know, we can, we can go through one of those. And then, like, other days, we have our new TV shows, and then we have our binge-worthy shows. So, like, I think it's important to, like, balance that out. And then also make sure that it's not all just TV. Yeah, you play games some night, like, where we do Risk. Um, we got to find other ways to play games, too. There's other games. Like like you said, shooting, like, the socks into the hoop. Like, we can master that. Yeah, that and then plus bike riding. Bike riding and walking the dog. Like, it's all about, like, basically the balance. Balance. Balance, yes. So balancing out your entertainment. Make sure you do that. Don't just wear yourself out by crushing 30 episodes in a row of The Office. Like, that's not going to help you at, at all. You're just going to get sick of it. Okay. And the fourth thing is snacks and ice cream. It was really just going to be snacks, but ice cream, because we're going to dive more into ice cream. You got to be able to, like, you can't drive yourself nuts. Like, wh whether your snack is healthy eating, that's a snack. You know, like, like if your snack is Oreos, that's a snack. If your snack is ice cream, that's a snack. Like you need to be able to like appreciate the small things. And to me, that's like a snack, you know? I like it. Yeah. You have to have snacks. Yeah. I mean, this is a tough time. I know we were eating so good and like, we're going to get back to that and stuff. But like at the time that this all dropped, it was like, look, there's a lot of shit going on. I could use... A little it's bit of ice cream. Food. It's comfort. Yeah. And, and and comfort is key at this time. With that being said, we're diving right into our top five of the week. Do you know what we're doing? Uh, top five snacks. Top five. I'm going specific because we both love ice cream. We're going top five ice creams. Not brands. I want specific ice creams. And I want to do store ones because for all the listeners out there that haven't been to Hoff... Oh... Nola screams, we scream, we all scream for ice cream. Nola is interrupting the podcast because she's not getting enough attention. Yes, yeah, just like her mommy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but she wants to tell you that she's never had ice cream. Oh, we should definitely. Get I know her we some. gotta get her the puppy yeah. paws or whatever. Get her the calls. puppy ice cream this weekend. We should definitely do that so we can all enjoy some ice cream together. But for this top five, we're not going to include any Hoffmans or the Susan Murphy's, or the Neptune Ice Cream Shop, or Ice Cream on Nine, or Handles, any of like the local mom-and-pop ice cream places, because we want to do something that the whole world of Jake listeners can relate to, you know? Yes. So so with that being said, no, come on up, baby. Come on. Yeah. All right. 
Well, Noah's not listening to us. All right. Sorry, Jake fans. We are back after a brief break. Uh, Nola had to go out to go to the bathroom. Understandable. So, uh, But we're back. We're going to do our top five ice creams. We're not doing local places. We're doing store brand ice creams. Um, Sam, do you want to kick us off or do you want me to start? Am I starting with my my? Absolutely. Start with the fifth. Okay. Number, number one's the story. How about I start then? Listen, just take <laughs> take a second there, sir. Okay. All, All right. right. I will start. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's actually um, considered a gelato. Oh, okay. I'll allow it. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> it's ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is one of my favorite brands. So for number five, I have Talanti Caramel Cookie Crunch. Oh, okay. It is a blend of chocolate cookies into the sweet cream gelato and add a, with an added swirl of dolce de leche. Wow. Um, and I love it. Normally, I don't really think that I like caramel in my ice cream. Uh-huh. But for some reason with this and just like the meltiness of the gelato and then these like t they're tiny little cookie pieces. Yeah, yeah. I just think that it's a nice... Little treat, and I like it. So that's my number five. That's a great choice. I was actually going to, I was very close to picking Talantis, but I forgot the brand, the, not the brand name, the title. Is it Mediterranean Mint? Is that the one we really like? Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about picking it, and I was like, you know what? I don't know it well enough to put in my top five ever, and I would really be remiss if I didn't include something of my favorite variety. So for number five, I'm putting Chunky Monkey. It's a Ben and Jerry's classic, one of the like first ice cream pints I know of like that I always liked it. And it's just it's there's not a lot to it. It's chocolate chunks, walnuts, and banana ice cream. It's very simple, but I really like it. And for those that know me, know that like one of my favorite ice creams in the world is Jersey Monkey by Hoffman's. But as I said before, this isn't that list. So Jersey Monkey is not available on this list. And Jersey Monkey is basically the same, it's but with peanut butter swirls as well. <laughs> our dog is doing the cutest thing right now where she's just putting her head underneath our computer. So she's trying to get up. Uh, so I want to let her up. Anyway. I've actually never had banana-flavored ice cream. I oh, my God. Which is weird because I do love bananas mm -hmm. on their own. I love banana-flavored things. Mm -hmm. I For some reason, though, I can't put together... If I would like a whole serving of like a banana flavored ice cream, yeah, I yeah, don't know if I could do it. I so, have like spoonfuls of yours, and it's good. Yeah, but to actually do like a full scoop or serving, I, I just don't know if I could do it. That's fair. It's a, I mean, because especially since anytime you decide like we're getting ice cream too, you don't want to take a risk. You want to get something that you know you're, you're going to be like, this is right up our alley. This is what you know. This is what you like. So like, I get it. This is. This is like what, you know, banana isn't exactly going to be in your like typical like go-to. Yeah, but maybe quarantine is the time I should try. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, so Chunky Monkey is my fifth. Give me your number four. My number four is um, Turkey Hill. Ooh. Wait, that's the brand yet, right? Yeah, Turkey yeah. Hill. Turkey Hill. Um, it's called Double Dunker. Okay. Um, it's mocha ice cream with swirls of um cookie dough and crunchy chocolate mm -hmm. cookie which is basically like oreo yeah so a lot of people i feel like don't like coffee or like mocha i feel like is such a 
um, hit or miss. Di- different, yeah. yeah, different flavor. But I think it's like light enough that it gives you like that little hint of like coffeeness to it. Uh huh. Um, and then I just thought I love anything with cookie dough in it. Yeah. And then you know like Oreo pieces, like mm-hmm. so it's really good. Highly recommend it. Turkey Hill in like you know the gallon size. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'm actually gonna stick with Turkey Hill, S- same brand, different flavor. I'm going Choco Mint Chip. Hey, yeah, hey, it's one of your favorites. You brought it into my life, and I love it. I think it's such a great like you know, put a little mug down, put a little bit of the Choco Mint Chip, and watch like your late night TV. It's so smooth. It's, it's smooth, really smooth, and it's not chocolate chips. It's chocolate like shaving. Yeah, which to me like. There's certain ice creams that I'm put off by because of chocolate chips because I feel like they're hard when mm-hmm. you like bite into it. And so these are nice, like a nice smooth mint with a nice yeah. like chocolate shaving yeah. and it's not super minty. It's really good. It's really good. And this was my mint flavor that I put in my top five over Talanti's. We will get to that later. Well, I have, can I say that I have the choco mint chip as is number it? two. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm that. I mean, you're allowed to do whatever you want. That's it's, right. I can. Yeah. This is this is your. I would have just dive right into number three though, if I were you. Well, see, and this is going to be interesting. I love mint ice cream. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite probably growing up. So I know some people don't like it, and they think that it's weird to have a mint flavored ice cream. But you guys can all suck it. Oh wow. Um. So my my three. Is the Talanti Mediterranean Mint. Yeah. I okay. got into Talanti not even that long ago and I mm-hmm. couldn't stop. that. They're just so smooth and creamy. Those are really creamy. Yeah. yeah. And I just think they're so good and they're my one of my favorites to have when I have like I'm sick and I have a sore throat mm-hmm. just because they feel so nice and cold. Yeah. No, it's a great choice. My number three, I'm going back to the Ben and Jerry's well. I'm going with something I've only ever had recently. Like it's a it's brand new to me. And that's the Tonight Dough, the Jimmy Fallon ice cream. Apparently, it used to have like chocolate covered potato chips in it. Yes. And that's not the case I anymore. I don't think it was called the Tonight Dough. It was called something else. But when he first came out with. Because it was him versus like Colbert. Yeah. And Colbert still has his with like well, the chocolate he, pretzels in he it or had whatever. One, he had one before, I think, this war with. The, the war? Yeah, before the war with. That's what it was. It was a whole battle between who could sell. Whose flavor would sell better? Oh, that okay, yeah. yeah but it yeah. was before that, and he had—I don't remember what it was called—but I did Google it recently to make sure I wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was something where it had chocolate-covered potato chips, and yeah. it really wasn't that bad. No, I because you got like that salty and sweetness to it. Whatever that was, they did away with, yeah. and now it's caramel and chocolate ice creams with chocolate cookie swirls and gobs of chocolate chip cookie dough and peanut butter cookie dough. Now, I'm not the biggest cookie dough fan. Like, I think it's good, but I don't like. I don't think I like it as much as you do. Like, you love the love cookie, cookie dough in the ice creams. Yeah. My, I, the thing I like best about it is the cookie swirls in it. I, I don't know how to ex- describe it, but it's really tasty. It's got so much going on in it, but it's really good, and it's my number three. So. You kind of already teased your number two, but go yeah, into so it. Yeah, so mine is the two, um, Turkey Hill Choco Mint Chip. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said why, because it's just the perfect mix of light mint with shavings of chocolate. I'm really surprised you have it above your Talantis Mediterranean Chip, because you treat the Talantis thing like it's like the app, like the reward. And like the, go- like, you're like, that's, 
like like almost like a reward for like working out and stuff and it's like you know, that's like don't touch my talantes but in fact turkey well, I, think, I think that um i we don't buy gallons of ice cream a lot that's so that's, true. The, yeah. that's the problem with turkey hill so mm-hmm. it's like anytime we do get it i'm always like oh my god i forgot how much i like love this mm-hmm. so that's why i put it as my number two plus it's got a very um nostalgic factor because it's what i had a lot growing up so okay. Yeah. That's why it's my number two. Okay, I get that then. All right, so my number two, as we'll move right past yours, I'm going into another one that I only knew recently because we're watching the tournament of, uh, what is it, My Mythical Morning, I think is the name of the show, or uh, it's like a YouTube show where these, these two guys and their names are Rhett and Link, and they like rank stuff, they do blind taste tests, they do like guessing to see what is what brand and where is from what food and stuff like that. And they did a bracket of all the best ice creams. And they had a chocolate bracket. And in the chocolate bracket, the winner was chocolate peanut butter from Haagen-Dazs. And I was like, I got to try this shit. And you were like, Jake, there's no way it's going to be as good as you think it is. And we went like, we talked about it for like two days. And then I was like, I'm going to try it. I'm just going to, like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to check it out. And it lived up to the hype for me. Uh, Yeah. Okay. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? I don't know. I just didn't think like it was anything special. It's the it's so smooth and creamy. It's the best chocolate ice cream I've ever had. Oh. That's that's what I think. Then there's the big peanut butter chunks. Look, I didn't want to prove these guys right. I wanted well, to prove them wrong. Here's and the thing. I don't like big peanut butter chunks in my ice cream mm-hmm. like that. Um, and also, I just didn't think that the chocolate was anything that great. Okay. I would love... I feel like you did what you do with movies sometimes, where mm. it gets a good review, and you're like, I gotta try it. Mm. And then just because, like, someone one mm. time said it was so great, you're like, this is the best thing in the world. Mm. That's not true. That is not who I am. No? No. <laughs> Let's rewind back to episode... I don't know. Yeah, what episode, no, Sam? Yeah? Can but you give me all, a number? But you were all like, This is episode 96. You, you can't like, even pick oh, one. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the most amazing movie ever. I gave it something in the 70s. You went back and gave it something in the 70s. Well, okay. So my initial reaction after movies, I know, I'm always very, like, very oh, either yeah. high Let's or very talk low. about Ad Astra. Ad Astra, I, I admitted my mistake on the podcast. Let's not let's not dig up old, uh, old graves here. <laughs> I will, I, my fans and my friends and you and my family and everybody that knows me knows that like right when I get out of a movie, I'm very extreme on my opinion. Whether I really, if I liked it, I loved it. And if I didn't like it, I hated it. And I'm either way too harsh or way too easy. Now, the problem is I like to see a lot of, like, I like to look at the positives about movies. So if, like, it wasn't the most interesting, like, plot, I'll look at things and say, like, oh, well, it was so beautifully shot. And the acting was great. And, like, it was a really cool story. Like, I'll try to look at the positives because I I appreciate how tough it is to make a movie. But Sam has to just trash Quentin Tarantino. We're getting off topic here. We're talking about ice cream. And I'm just saying for anyone listening that... I don't think that this ice cream is anything that should be in someone's number two spot. Okay. All right. 
But hey. this is America, and you can <laughs> damn have, right it is. And you can have your number two, and I'll have mine. Tell you what, I know people are probably like, "Men, ew, grow up and get a palate." Okay, you know what? With that being said, I want fans listening to this podcast to comment below, whether it's on SoundCloud or Apple or uh, Facebook, wherever you're listening to this. I want you to comment. What's a better chocolate ice cream out there? Maybe you haven't had the Hagen dazs one, but I want to know who has the best chocolate ice cream because this was really rich, creamy, and smooth to me, and I really loved it. Now I want to know who has a better chocolate ice cream. So comment below. Let me know. What do you love? What are your favorite ice creams as we roll right into our number ones? Sam, give me your number one favorite store-bought ice cream. It's not the Hagen dazs chocolate peanut butter. Oh, it's not? <laughs> My number one is Ben and Jerry's half baked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a delectable dance of chocolate chip cookie dough and chocolate fudge brownie, vanilla ice cream, and chocolate ice cream. What? Yeah, that's it. Nice. Um, it's my absolute favorite. I think that Ben and Jerry's puts in like such good like gobs of cookie dough. If you're someone who's a really good like if you love yeah. cookie dough, um, and the same thing with like the brownie pieces. And then I love the mix of chocolate and vanilla together. One of my favorite things to get if we were to go to a like mom and pop ice cream place sure. is just a chocolate vanilla swirl with rainbow sprinkles. Okay, I love the mix of chocolate and vanilla. Yeah, it's a it's a great combo. I I knew that was going to be your choice because I know it's like your go to Ben and Jerry's choice, and you'll probably know my number one after a lot of looking around a lot of different ice creams. I've appreciated a lot of them. Uh, Cherry Garcia is is like one that I love that I've I've had honorable a lot of mention. honorable mention. Cherry Garcia, I couldn't go without mentioning them. And then Talanti's ones that you were like showing me, those are really good too. And I'm sure there are plenty of other ones that I'm not even getting to. But my number one is pretty clearly fish food. Um, fish food for those who don't know is chocolate ice cream. And I'm sorry, I gotta like pull up like I want to make sure I get it right. Um, but it's Chocolate ice cream with marshmallows mixed thin, and it's like melted marshmallows. So it's like, it's almost like a caramel swirl, but of marshmallows. And they have these fudge fish swimming around in it. It's so good. It is, I, I guess I really like marshmallows. If I And they also have like caramel swirls in there too. Um, I must really like marshmallows if this is like, I guess it's like they're kind of like hint on like Rocky Road a bit. I don't even know what Rocky Road is. I think it's like, <laughs> I, I, I think Rocky Road had <clears throat> marshmallows and caramel. So I just assume, but that is my like go-to is the fish food, like, um, you know, fish food by Ben and Jerry's. You know it. Yeah. I won't hate on it. Um, I know a lot of people like it. That's not my favorite, but good choice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Your it's, choice. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so good. It's, it's like, it's just like, it's creamy, it's tasty, it's chocolatey. You've got like a couple different flavors, but it's not too over much, like overkill. So. Ben and Jerry's just does a really nice job with their yeah. ice creams. Yeah, they do a really good job. I'm sure they're... Quality. I know. And I've like, I've probably only had a handful of their like 50 plus flavors. Like I've probably only had like five or six different ones. Yeah, because you just go back to the ones you know you like. I know. I don't want to risk it. If I get what? ice cream for dessert, I don't want to get something I'm not going to like and then waste dessert on something I don't what like. What Ben & Jerry's does, like what they need to do though, is cut it out with these costs. Why does it cost me more money to buy mm. 
uh, what is that, a pint? Yeah. A pint of Ben and Jerry's, and it does a gallon of ice cream of a different brand. It's true. And uh, the that's Haagen-Dazs' biggest problem. Haagen-Dazs is the most expensive ice cream out there. It's small. It's not even a pint. It's smaller than what Ben and Jerry's has, and it's more expensive. Wow. Yeah. So with Haagen-Dazs, it's like, that's not a bulk item you buy. That's no. like, that's that's a treat you get once in a blue moon. We do have to try, um, I don't know if you were going to bring it up, but on the... Um, topic of the YouTube uh, show that we watched with the brackets of ice cream. Yeah. They kept talking about, was it Bluebell? Oh my God, Blue yeah. Bluebell, um, that's the brand of the ice cream. Um, they had a couple different flavors of Bluebell, which is from Texas. Yeah. So it's not sold everywhere, like in every state. Um, but it was like dominating the competition, like bracket wise. So I'll... They put in, so like they had a couple different flavors in there, but they had the Cookies and cream made it to the final four. They had like the fruit flavored ones was, it was like a, a, a battle between their strawberry ice cream and their banana oh, banana pudding. pudding. Yeah, yeah, banana pudding ice cream, which is different than they also have banana ice cream. And then they have like, they have a bunch of flavors and they had like a sweet cream flavor. They had like a dolce de leche, so many different things, but like they were loving it. Like every time they had 64 ice creams in there and they had... Like, in the Sweet 16, like, five from Bluebell, which is I've never heard of. Yeah. Like, they were dominating. They, they blew past Briars and Turkey Hill. And even Ben and Jerry's had, like, two or three. But Bluebell had five. It's wild. I wish we had known before we went to um, wherever we went in Texas. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, we, um, where do, what do we have, like, dessert-wise down there? We had, like, dessert at the one restaurant that we went to, right? Oh, no, we didn't. No, didn't we have something at the fair? And I was like, oh, oh that's right. not worth it. The fair was, the fair was disappointing. I mean, it was everything I thought it was going to be except just longer lines. Yeah. <laughs> and then we stayed in line trying to get the, uh, I don't even know. I don't want to go back there. But reg <laughs> regardless, I don't, I don't want people thinking I didn't love the trip. The trip was amazing. It was just... We were not prepared for that. Fair. Was that Dallas, though? Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. couldn't remember what city it was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So those are our top five favorite ice creams. Comment below on what you have as your favorite ice creams. What are we missing? What are we overlooking? What are we completely reaching on? Uh, and before we get into the movies of the week, I do want to do another one final Jake News, uh, an RIP to Adam Schlesinger, who, if you don't know that name, I mean, you probably do now, but if you didn't know that name a couple days ago, you're not alone. Uh, he is one of the co-founders of Fountains of Wayne, which are the artists of my second favorite song of all time, Stacy's Mom. Uh, real bummer, he actually died from complications of the coronavirus, which is wild that, like, you know, he probably, you know, maybe he had, like, pre-existing conditions or whatever, but... Uh, that's how serious this is that like this isn't just the flu where like you know a celebrity would never die from the flu especially one that's only like 50 years old uh, but the coronavirus is vicious you gotta take care of yourself but uh, absolute RIP to to Adam Schlesinger that's a bummer uh, everyone knows I'm a huge Stacy's mom fan every time and this is like a little like you know we're gonna do a little nostalgic moment here because I've been, you know, Stacy's mom came out when we're in summer going into eighth grade. And everyone knows that that time frame in your life is so impactful. 
on everyone's life. You know, the movies that come out, the friends you're with, the, the songs that are popular, those stick with you for a while. Old School came out that summer. That was huge. Stacy's mom was was played so often that we knew all the words. This was before like you could just go on the internet all the time. Um, and I wasn't even allowed to watch like MTV, you know, for like music videos and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't what are you saying? Nothing. Never mind. <laughs> so so like it's not it's not a surprise that like I like but that's that's just how big that song was to me. And like I, I can remember one day at soccer practice, at St. Catherine's soccer practice, where Phil Smith started singing it, doing like soccer like passing lines, and we're doing like our passing drills. And by the end of the song, everybody on the soccer field was singing Stacy's Mom, which is such an easy song to sing along to. Even my uncle Kevin loves that song. It sounds like a scene right out of a tween movie yeah where everyone on, that's on the field that's what saying. that song makes me think of too as i'm like it's like not another teen movie but like real though <laughs> uh it's it, and like also what adam schlesinger also did that i didn't even know until recently was he co-wrote the song that thing you do which in the movie that thing you do is one of the brainy all-time favorite movies and i've loved that movie and i like that song and i like all the songs that were on it a lot of original songs and tom hanks said there'd be no playtone label without adam schlesinger and i thought that was really nice yeah yeah Yeah, so and i have one more little nostalgic i could go i mean i i have plenty of nostalgics around stacy's mom like any time that brendan would want to make a music list and say all right everyone give me two songs i'll add them to the playlist when your song comes on you have to drink every time I gave him Stacy's mom, and he says, "I'm not putting that on the list." <laughs> and I don't know why. It's a great song. I don't know why he doesn't like it. So I'd always have to give him a third song as like an alternate. But the real nostalgic I was getting to was from that thing you do. You know the name game, right? Where you put a bunch of names in a bowl and you have to like yeah. pull up the name. So like for those listening, you, you put like everyone writes down a bunch of names on a little piece of paper. You throw them in a bowl, and then like there are two teams. And you pick up names out of the paper and have to describe the name on the paper to your team. And they have to guess it. And you have like a minute to see how many you can get. Well, back at the OBX vacation, I want to say like 20 years ago, we're at the Emerald Wave. This was before you came to the, the uh, vacation. Really? 20 years ago? Yeah, yeah. So back at the Emerald Wave, which was one of like the houses we've stayed at the longest and and is a big part of like my childhood from doing that vacation uh derek and i were coming up with a couple different names to put on the list that no, we didn't think anyone could get so that like you know stumpers and we're like how do we pick this so we go around and we're writing like names on the slips and we're like all right and we look at the refrigerator and on the fridge there's case needs cleaning service and we're like easy case need putting it on a piece of paper see you know see caitlin or adele get this one huh and then we get another one we're like what do we do and i'm like why don't we just look at the back of a movie box you know when like movies came in boxes Mm -hmm. vhs tapes they had like a thousand names at the bottom for all the credits and one of them was gary goetzman but we said gotesman because that was a lot more fun uh was one of the producers of that thing you do so we're like we'll write gary gotesman on it and a, you know, a couple rounds go by. They don't come up. We're like laughing and giggling about it. And then my turn, or Derek's turn to go up there. He picks up and he's like, oh, oh. And that's all he says is, oh, oh. And he looks at me and I go, case need. 
and and everyone's like, who the fuck is Kay Sneed? That Jake just got that on OO. And then Derek picks the number one and goes, oh, oh! And I go, Gary Gotesman. And he, and he throws that one down too. And we got two in a row just like that off of no words. Derek just screaming, oh, oh. And everyone wanted to know why. We didn't tell them for like a day because we we're like, we, we kind of like the secret. But that's just a little nostalgic of that thing you do. Wouldn't have happened without Adam Schlesinger. Aww. Yeah. Trip down memory lane. Brought to you by the Jake. Yeah. So, all right. Let's get this show on the road. What everyone comes for. We got the movie reviews. <laughs> it's been a lot of movies recently. Ever since Christmas, when you got me that list of 100 movie bucket list, uh, we've knocked out, I think, 13 of them now. Making a dent. <clears throat> Making a dent in it is a good way to put it. We've also watched some other movies that aren't on it because we don't want to just stick to that list. So we've had... A lot of just like throw-in movies that I said like, you know, either, hey, let's just watch this because it's easy to watch or like what with a couple of these where you were like, you know, I've never seen this. And I was like, well, it's a great movie. And you're like, well, maybe we should watch this. And I was like, maybe we should. And then I was like, oh my God, we're going to watch it. You don't have to make fun of me on my own podcast. <laughs> That's what I do. Okay. So we have three OMMRs. We have two Sam Movie of the Weeks, which is the list, and then we have one special entrance into the Jake uh, Podcast 100 Club. Mm. So, to the OMMRs, I want to try to stick to one-minute reviews on these. All I right? can do it. You can do it? I can do it. You're full of it. All right. Look at the timer. Okay. First up, Miracle. Go. Uh, great sports movie makes me cry almost every time. I think Kurt Russell is great. Yeah. I just love the whole story that it's it's true mm-hmm. and it was in a time when like the USA really needed a win. Yeah. Um, great cast. Love that they didn't really pick a lot of like well known actors mm-hmm. for those and some were actual real ho- like yeah. hockey players who had no acting background. Yeah. Um. So all in all, great movie. I'll give it like a ninety. Oh, wow. 93. That's a nice score. Uh, I love it. I think it's like a really cool history like about things like, you know, we didn't know that story. We, you know, we just heard stories of the 1918, but like this painted a really good picture of how important it was. And I like that. And, and, you know, for a Disney movie that like, you know, they, they do sports movies and they got to also keep it like PG. It's done really well. Kurt Russell is really intense in it. And I, I appreciate that type of coach. Um, some I, people I said, would be that kind of coach. yeah, and I, and I, I love like my high school football coach was just like that. And I always respected him because of that. Um, a, a lot of people said he wasn't even that buddy, buddy with them. Uh, so that Disney kind of like Disney-fied it, uh, to, you know, to, for the big screen, which I appreciate. And I get that. Um, I'm not giving it as great as a score as you, but I'm still getting a really good solid 88. What's uh, wrong with it? It's just that there are some historical inaccuracies after I looked it up, and uh, I, you know, I, I take that away from it. I have it in that 80 to 90 range where I think it's just short of being phenomenal because that's what I save my 90s are phenomenal movies. I think it's just short of that. It's really good with a couple of historical inaccuracies. That's all. 80, it's a great score, Sam. I know. Okay. Moving on. Tropic Thunder. Uh, I've never seen this before. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot dumber than it was. <laughs> I laughed out loud a lot. I thought it was great. I love that the that each actor was playing an act like yeah, a, just a crazy version of an actor. Yeah, 
the whole I cannot believe that Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Am I allowed to say this? Yeah. Did blackface the whole movie? You can say blackface, (laughs) just don't do blackface. I can't believe that. Yeah. And the amount of times they used the R word in this movie. Oh, yeah. That was rough. Yeah, but um, I thought just the whole idea of it was really good. It Um, It was great, and they had so many good actors in it. Bill Hader, Matthew McConaughey, and Tom Cruise were like the side story, and they were all hilarious in it. Yeah. Danny McBride was funny in it. And, like, Ben Stiller playing, like, this, like, emotional action hero that's, like, at the end of his career. Robert Downey Jr. was really... I never... I always have to remind myself that it's Robert Downey Jr. Because I never look at him and think that's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, especially because he's just so iconic with the whole Tony Stark role. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, you forget he could do something other than a superhero Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, he was so great. I it's, loved it. It's really great. Um, it's one of my higher scores in terms of comedies. Uh, I give it a 93. I give I think, that a 93. I think that a 93. I think it goes for, like, look, it's not supposed to be, like, a historical movie at all. It's a comedy. <laughs> and when it's a comedy, it's, it hits on so many notes. I have to take away points because of the uh, offensive use of the R word on it. I yeah. mean, that's That's not good. But... All the parts with uh, Flaming Dragon, too, when they're doing the negotiation call with Tom Cruise. I'm like, that's one of my favorite comedy scenes ever. When he's just like, who is this? And they're like, we are Flaming Dragon. And he's like, okay, Flaming Dragon, fuck face. (laughs) The whole whole movie from start to finish, really funny. It doesn't really have any dull parts. I was surprised I liked it as much. Yeah, yeah. So what do you give it? I'll give it like a 91. 91. Okay. Good scores for Thund- uh, Tropic Thunder. All right. Final OMMR. This one, much more serious movie. We're going, movie I was really excited to to, to watch with you, Whiplash. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, Miles Teller, like, I, lear- I had heard that he learned to play the drums or already maybe even knew a little bit how to play, uh-huh. but learned to play the drums like for the role, which I think anyone who can take like that kind of commitment for a role is really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, old guy. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. I remember that he won for this movie, mm-hmm. um, but I hadn't seen it at the time and I absolutely understand why he plays a great Nut asshole job. Yeah, nut job. Yeah. yeah. He's probably the meanest person I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think his I character would was cry. His character was so mean, so intense, and I loved him in it. It was just like I would quit. I would quit music if that was my teacher. <laughs> okay. Like, just, to, just just you're never gonna listen to music ever again. You're like, I can't even listen to music. Yeah. I How thought I thought in terms of my favorite actors, like my favorite actor portrayals ever. Like, you know, oh, this guy played, like, Joaquin Phoenix was so good as the Joker, you know? And, like, I put this as one of the best actor portrayals I've ever seen. Like, he is, and and I got to do a list. I think coming up soon we'll do a top five actors in a certain role, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think that'd be a lot of fun to discuss. He's Uh, phenomenal. He's he's so good. And, like, there is not once in this movie where I feel like he's not just some piece of shit asshole who is but he's just so committed to being like this is what it takes to be great and this is what and i'm and i'm not sorry about it like he's that type of person because he's like look i saw andrew neiman and i was like wow you're really talented i'm gonna ride you and see if i'm gonna break you or turn you into a great player and like 
I, I thought it was a phenomenal movie. I thought it was so cool. If you told me a movie about a, a really tough jazz teacher on a <laughs> on a jazz drummer, Miles Teller, who I don't I don't like Miles Teller. Like I, yeah, you don't. No, I don't like him. I, I met don't. him at Madison Square Garden. He was kind of a shit. Um, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, though, who was with him, was really cool. So just saying. Regardless of that, I didn't want to like this, you know, Miles Teller role. Miles Teller was awesome in it. He was, was. so good, and like it, like he was really committed to being like the best musician he could be. He got in a car accident in the movie and like tried to play right after. It's it's like shot really well. The last, twist. the final sweet scene, twist. great twist. One of my favorite twists in any movie because I mean, I'm not not gonna spoil it, but like, it, you know. Not all twists have happy like most twists have like happy endings and stuff. This wasn't like a, the a, a typical ending for a movie like this. So yeah, it was really good. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. Yeah, yeah, definitely put it at the top of I'm your gonna list. I'm gonna give it like a 97. Yeah, yeah, okay. I gave it a 97 as well. So I was what? Yeah, yeah. I think I mean like it, it's not perfect because really there's like some boring parts in the movie. Uh, but it's definitely in that like talk of being like, what's wrong with it? It's hard to figure out things that are wrong with it. Yeah. So um, that, those are our OMMRs for the week. Uh, we went about six minutes over on that. <laughs> well, what, I don't know what it was. Was it one minute for you, one minute for me? Oh, if we did one minute per, we only That's went like two we minutes doing. over. Okay, then we're, then we're good. And because we went over, it was your call. I was just teasing. I was just teasing. See, I now, now you're upsetting. Jake you're upsetting Nola. You're, you're upsetting Nola. All right. We're going on to the Sam movies of the week. All right, so this we're not really gonna like time ourselves and rush it. Um, first one I'm gonna dive into. We'll go in order of when they came out. '90s classic, Jurassic Park. Yes. I was so excited to watch this because this for both of us is is huge. We grew up on this movie, and I think it holds up. I still think it's amazing. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I think ever. Yeah. I love Jurassic Park. Um, I think it holds up. And yeah. you know what? For that time, when you see them with the dinosaurs, um, I guess the CGI or whatever at the time for yeah. dinosaurs, really pretty amazing. Like, I know they're so much better now because of the technology, but mm -hmm. to be, I think it came out in 95. So for it to yeah. be um, 95 and, and have that kind of technology is really awesome. And, I think just a great cast and a great idea and, you know, Steven Spielberg and great score. Great um, score is huge. John Williams, he's done so much good work between Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Jaws. He's like, he, when when Spielberg puts John Williams on, you know shit's going down. John Hughes got him for Home Alone. Yeah. Home Alone score is great. Like, it's iconic even, I'd say. Yeah. So, so yeah, the John Williams score for Jurassic Park, it's also, like, pretty, too. It's not just, like, intense. Like, when it's done on the piano, I'm like, that's, like, I really like this. Well, it's I think I told you that um, a friend of mine, when they got married, the groom really loves Jurassic Park as well. And as um, some of the bridesmaids, I think, were walking down the aisle, mm -hmm. um, or it might have even been, like, while guests were just coming into the... Um, the area for the ceremony, they had the Jurassic Park uh, score being played, but it, like a little slower, and it just was very, very pretty. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and it's fl- filled with like iconic shots too. They, they. I, that's what I love about this movie too is like every scene has something that you're like, oh, wait for it. Like when the when you can hear the T Rex like walking and you see like the puddle kind of shake. I'm like oh, iconic he, shot. Yeah, and he, he did. That's what I was just gonna say. A lot of iconic yeah. shots, like mm-hmm. when the T Rex is chasing him and they're just the doing mirror, the shot yeah. in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And then you got Jeff and Goldblum the, like shadow. shirtless. You know. Oh yeah, your favorite. <laughs> I love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. He's he's right up there. He's right outside my. He, he is my boy. Yeah, he's right outside my top three favorite actors of Keanu Reeves, Nick Cage, and Paul Rudd. But Jeff Goldblum sitting there for pretty, pretty safely. You know, safe what spot. A group. For what a group! I know. Could you imagine? <laughs> Getting them on on set together, that'd be something. But Jeff, I mean, like, whatever you think about Jeff Goldblum, which, like, it's hard to not like him. He's a very likable guy. But in this movie, his, his character is such, like, a pompous, like, full of himself, like, out there, super freak, mathematician, like, scientist that it's, like, it's just a funny character that they made. But, you know, it, it's perfect for the movie. Um, I I love it. I Like, like you said, with the score... It's so good. It's like pretty at the end when they play it on the piano, mm-hmm. when they're like watching like the pelicans fly, which kind of dates back to the whole thing because they talk about right in the beginning of the movie, talking about like how velociraptors are basically like birds. So I kind of like that they hold, do that whole like circle back. Um, it's so good. And and like we said with the icon- iconic shots, and you're right, like for 90s work, this like making a dinosaur movie, like it's so good and you and you can tell how good the movie is too because they've made five since then and none of them have been that good no no like like we try to defend them here and there but it's like it's really hard to defend them because it's like all right we learned in the first one don't make dinosaurs because they'll just come back and eat us yeah i don't know you can't i hate you know i hate when they try to um redo um iconic classic movies Mm mm-hmm it's a big pet peeve of mine. Yeah. I do love Chris Pratt, and, and I love just the Jurassic Park idea yeah. in general, so I've seen all of them, but mm-hmm. they're never as good. Yeah. So when the when it came down to scoring it, this was one of my toughest uh, like scores to ever do. Like You saw me pacing when I was doing the score for this after we watched <laughs> the movie, because I'm like, all right, it's full of iconic shots. The acting is, is really good. Um, I do get sick of the girl a little bit in it. She's annoying, but like... That's her role. Like, it's what she's supposed to be be annoying. She's supposed to be an annoying kid that Alan is supposed to be taking care of throughout the movie because his whole thing is he doesn't like kids. Yeah. So, like, it's a challenge for him, and it's a big learning moment. Um, I do, like, find a somewhat, like, you know, all right, they shouldn't have escaped the kitchen from the Velociraptors. Like, these kids shouldn't be outsmarting them. But they did. Considering that... And the fact that there weren't nearly enough guards and security on the island, I had to give it a 99. It's one of the best movies ever. It's one of my top 10 movies of all time, but it's just not in the 100 Club. And I think it's in the 99 Club with a bunch of great movies. It's just not in 100. I'll agree with that. Okay. Yeah. So no problem with like... It's like near perfect. It's near perfect. Yeah. It's near perfect. Not everyone can make a... Per- not everything can be a perfect movie. I don't want to discredit the 100s that are on there. You yeah. know? I have a couple 100s that it's like, you know, we'll get into that in a minute. But 99. What do you think? I agree. Okay. 99s. 99 for Jurassic Park. Our next Sam movie of the week, more recent film, came out summer of 2008. 
Christian Bale's second time playing uh, Bruce Wayne uh, in The Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight's awesome. Phenomenal. It's, I think it's also in, in my top, like, you know, mm-hmm. 20 movies. I think it's the best superhero movie ever. I don't even consider it a, a superhero, superhero movie. Yeah, that's of, how good it is. Because of how good it is. That's yeah. how good it is. And, like, like you know, everyone loves uh, Steven Spielberg. Christopher Nolan doesn't get nearly enough credit because every time, and and I said this before about HBO and about uh, Marvel, I put Christopher Nolan in that class too. Of every time that like that they do something, I'm like, ooh, oh, you have my attention, and I will see this because like you have built up so much goodwill. We watched Memento recently. You weren't a huge fan. I love Memento. But the concept and the shoot and the way that it was yeah. shot and stuff was cool. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, and he did Inception, which was like that was so huge and like mind bending. And for a superhero movie, like The Dark Knight doesn't even fit superhero movies because it's a drama that's dealing with like a psychologically crazy person, and it has Batman in it. It's really like that's what it is. Yeah, it's, he was so good at that Joker. Yeah, just unbelievably sad that I guess he couldn't I don't know if they ever would have put him in a was he expected to be in like the idea was that he was going to be kind of like a secondary bad guy in the last one because he was already caught by the police yeah but they were going to include him somehow the original plan for the last um you know for the Dark Knight Rises wasn't going to be Bane I believe it was going to be like you know the people said Johnny Depp as the Riddler I'm like all right that's always like just like conjecture but um, it wasn't going to be the Joker because he was already caught. They're going to have another bad guy. But like they included the Scarecrow in the second and third movies, they were going to include the Joker in the third movie as well. He was just so good at it. Yeah. So good. We, we just talked about how good J.K. Simmons was as Fletcher um, you know, in, in, in uh, Whiplash. I mean, Heath Ledger as the Joker, he was, he was insane. It, like literally insane. But told you right down to that like stuff he does with his mouth when he's like nah. oh yeah it, it, it's it's like it's it's what a character that they built the the music in that one too is super intense like they have like i don't know if it's like a violin string where like it just like gets it's like a slowly and like soft string and then it like gets louder and louder at the more intense scenes i'm like god they make they make it so that i'm on the edge of my seat constantly it's so good and it's such a rewatchable movie, too. Oh, yeah. I love it. Explosions are great. They have, like, when this... I saw this in IMAX, too, with uh, with TJ Cooney down in D.C., where they have the Smithsonian had the IMAX theater. That was when, like, nobody had IMAX theaters, where it was like, you have to go to the Smithsonian Museum for an IMAX theater. And we saw The Dark Knight as freshmen in the IMAX theater. And that first shot of them on, like, the rooftops when they're about to rob that bank, when it was, like, the Joker's plan... I thought it was going to fall out of my seat. The IMAX screen was so cool. Like, I literally was like, oh my god, I feel like I'm on the roof as well. That, and then, like, when they blow up the hospital, there are so many cool scenes in that. Uh-oh, we just got a farty pup. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, she's, she's farting my way. But Dark Knight, it's another one. It's For me, it's just short of 100. And, that's, and, and so many people gave me crap about this when I put it on Instagram. But here's why. There are a good amount of times in the movie where I'm like, that's kind of convenient. And like that, like there are a couple lapses here and there where I was like, I was like, okay, so Bruce Wayne 
you know, when he gets hit by the car, he's protecting that guy, Reese. Like, he kind of comes out of from very far away to drive up to intercept that car hitting him. And I'm like, I'm just doing the math and the physics of things. I'm like, I'm like, how does he know that that guy's going to run that red light and try to kill Reese from that far out if he's been speeding up that long? There are a couple instances like that where I'm like, that's slightly convenient. I can't give it a 100, but it's the best superhero movie rating I've ever given, a 99. Um, as much as I love the Avengers movies and a lot of the Marvel stuff, when it comes to superhero movies, Dark Knight is uh, number one. I agree. You agree? Fantastically. No other thoughts? Well, I mean, I I have a hard time giving movies 100 because then it's like, where, where do we you go it. from there? True. But um, it's such a great movie. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. Christian Bale, too. Like, I love Christian Bale. He's I could great. watch him in anything. He's so good. I, can't, I don't even no. care that he yells at um I think I think that's just part of his when he's acting like yeah. the lighting guy or whoever he yelled at like He wasn't physical. He was just yelling. He's that's an actor. Care. That's an actor. He's an actor. I don't even care that he yells and he's a, a, and I a jerk. I don't care. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I think he's I'm, great at I'm, everything he does. Oh yeah. He's like he he's one of I can't say he's one of my favorites. I've said that about like the last like three actors I've talked about. He's so great, and he's and and his Batman role is he's the best Batman that there's ever been. Period. Like that's not even up for question. No, no, no. Um, all right, so that's the Dark Knight and Jurassic Park both get ninety nines, just short of the hundred club. Right now, the hundred club sits at uh, I think we've got the Departed in there, and remember the Titans as my two one hundreds, and remember the Titans is kind of like. That's that's in there for just you know basically as a sports one hundred because no sports movie really gets a one hundred. But regardless, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about our next edition to the one hundred club. Something that I had to have you on for. I couldn't do this without you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Titanic. I wish I had my keyboard. To- <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had my keyboard to play the, the song. My heart will go on. It is. So I mean. We'll start right there. The score alone, <coughs> the score combined with My Heart Will Go On, I mean, that already has this in the perfect discussion. We're like, all right, with that, that song is iconic. Yeah, and you know, James Cameron didn't even want it in the movie. What? <laughs> he didn't want it in the movie. You know, after watching that 45 minutes of documentary for James Cameron, that didn't come up once. I know, I, I read it somewhere else about Titanic facts. So that originally was why I thought about the 100 Movie Club because I was always like, Titanic's great. Like, I get it. It's probably overrated. And then we watch it and I'm like, it's not really overrated, is it? It's the best love story of our time. You have like two basically teenagers carrying this movie that it's like, okay, it turns out the two of them are going to be some of the best actors of their time. Mm -hmm. Um, The plot is like, you know, I mean, it's a true story about the Titanic. And when we find out like from the documentary that we watched of all the things that they did to build the ship and to make this movie happen for 1997 you're like this is unbelievable i mean they built but they built half a ship they built half of a ship yeah and they built multiple different sets in different positions so that when the water filled up that was like, okay, they have the tea room. And then they have the tea room at the 45 degree angle. And then they got the same, like, 
fabric of the same chairs that were actually on like the real Titanic. Yeah. Um, they yeah. got a lot of the same like dishes that were really on the Titanic. Like they really, really put a lot into it. Mm -hmm. So I think based on that and then the whole cinematography of it alone, just, yeah. you know, yeah, it's a, it's like a masterpiece and like, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, Christian Bale being hard to work with. Oof, Jim Cameron. <laughs> he, he's apparently the worst to work with, but, I mean, the guy got unbelievable shots in this movie. It is iconic. I mean, it's on my Instagram 100 movies story, and I dive into it a lot because our king just carries this, you know, Cal Hockley. Just... <laughs> Just Cal Hockley takes this movie from a 99 to a 100. We in my love book. Billy Zane's um, like one-liners in this movie, and we quote each other all the time. There are so many good Billy Zane lines in this movie, and he even gets his own hero shot in the beginning of the film when he comes out of the car. That he like jumps out, and like the camera like zooms in on him, and it's like they're painting him up to be this hero. I I, I fucking love that. He's amazing. And then, like, the only good movie he's ever done. I mean, he's been in Zoolander. Okay, again, I'll say the only good movie he's ever done. Excuse me, do you not think <laughs> Zoolander's good? It's as good as a comedy could be for that type of comedy. Oh, guess what we're watching soon. I know it very well. I just think it's one of those like stupid comedies. You asked me recently like if there was one movie I could quote from like start to finish. That was the movie that I could quote start to finish. I don't doubt it. Yeah. It's very cool. You want me to prove it to you? No, please don't. I saw you do that with Summer Catch. Thank uh, you. I can't stand Hansel. I know, right? <laughs> like that way he moves like he's so cool. Uh, and like excuse me, but have you ever heard of styling gel? We get it. Okay, you got it. Regardless, Billy Zane, I know he's like supposed to be over the top. We learned he was supposed to be uh, the lead for Dirty Dancing, too, which is just wild. Not, suppo not supposed to be. He, he was, was in the running. He no, that was who they wanted. That's who they wanted, but they like it wasn't like he was supposed to be in because of scheduling. He couldn't. It was like they chose someone else. He was going to be. Yes, but then they chose someone else. I think you're short playing it. Okay, regardless. Regardless. Uh, Billy Zane, there's a, there's a, like a, Three to four minute video on YouTube of all the great Billy Zane one-liners in the movie. And it's just three minutes of just laughing her ass off. Because it's like, he's so emotional and he's such a prick. And he loves to be high society, elitist. elitist and he's, he's swarmy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. So, Billy Zane takes from a 99 to a 100. We get that. But all the work that they did to make this movie like everything it is... And it's like a three-hour epic, which at the time, like, those weren't popular. Like, that's now coming around more. But, like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's the perfect movie. It There's nothing wrong about Titanic. And that's what it came down to for the 100. I was like, I looked at everything that they did in the making of this film. And you look at where were they wrong? Where was I like, you know what? That's what keeps it from being perfect. Um, like... I don't need the parts in like today when like they go, they talk to Rose, the old lady and like Bill Paxton, you son of a bitch is like, it's like, you know, basically like looking for the heart of the ocean the whole time. Like I don't need that, but like there's nothing wrong with that. So I, I don't discredit them for anything. Yeah. I don't think you need it. It's just like, she's telling the story. Mm -hmm. 
so you get to like see it from her her point of view. And they do actually do a pretty good job of like of kind of foreshadowing what was going to happen and everything because well not foreshadowing because it happens eighty years after but like um, they show like how the ship is going to go down what room and everything so they do a pretty good job of like taking you in and out of the moments and then uh, I think the end scene where she dies and like her entrance into like heaven yeah, is like it. is is the is going down to the ship and seeing all the people and they have like. You know, you can hear like the smokestacks doing like a while they're playing the music, and they have everyone clapping and looking at her. And at last, well, at it's least, all the people who died. On it's the all ship. the people that died on the ship, yeah. And and, and, and they're looking at her, and, and Jack's at the top of the stairwell, and the camera pans around them, gets them kissing right on like the note, and everyone starts clapping, and it fades away. I'm like, I'm like, wow, that like that alone, that's like done so perfectly, and every scene is like that. So for that. Titanic gets a 100. Sam, do you approve? Absolutely. Yeah. I love the Titanic. Yeah. That was a uh, movie that we went and saw as a family. Came out in 97. So Yikes. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know what my parents were thinking. When and they you were born in 1990? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what my parents were thinking when they would take us to movies sometimes. Like, I guess, I don't know. Maybe. With that being said, there's really only one scene. Yeah, which, I mean, at seven years old, I don't think you're really understanding, like, what's going on. But boobs, you understood that, like, you know. But, like, really? I don't know. Yeah, okay, good point. If I, if, I, if it's something that I don't, like, remember as being, like, oh my god, like, how awkward or weird or yeah. whatever, then, you know, like... I it might have like, been different if you were, like, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I love the movie. I fell in love with Leonardo DiCaprio. I had the t-shirt, I had the CD, which was stupid because it was literally just the score. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was so obsessed with it. We had the VHS, which was two VHS. You mean they didn't have the violinist being like, Flight of the Bumblebee? <laughs> there was one track that was literally called, I think, Mr. Murdoch. And it was like, it you is know, music. Take, us, take us to, he says something like, uh, take us full steam, Mr. Murdoch, or whatever. And then it goes into the yeah. dun 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 well i guess we know what we're listening to during work tomorrow <laughs> well our work from but home quarantine is gonna have the take us there mr murdoch i think behind like um even behind the whole love story it's just like a great historical movie yeah and they just did so well putting it together yeah like i just always felt like i could imagine being part of that time period and just how, like, frightening it must have really been for everybody aboard when the ship went down. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and all the numbers and around and everything, like, I, you know, they did their homework with everything, too. And just think about, would anyone our age know about the Titanic if it weren't for that movie? No, probably no. not. Like, no way. We, we never learned about that. The only reason that, like, people know about the Titanic, which... When you think about it, it's just a very big tragedy of a boat sinking. Um, the only reason we know is because a movie was made out of it. And not only did they take something really historical that not a lot of people knew of, they combined it with the greatest romance movie ever. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. Try making Pearl Harbor into a, oh, wait a minute. They did do that. Let's not talk about Pearl Harbor. You know how I feel about that movie, too. Not quite a 100. 
I'll just well, say Well, I that. mean, it depends. Not no, I'm just kidding. Quite Not the, quite a 100, but love Pearl Harbor. You know what? I think we owe it to the fans to do Pearl Harbor soon. You know what, though? It's almost the anniversary of the Titanic sinking. Oh. We should have done this on April 15th. Oh. Should I wait a week to, yeah. <laughs> to two weeks to put this out? Um, you know what? We should do Pearl Harbor soon. You know, if we're going to talk... watch it? Yeah. I absolutely we'll do. We'll review that one. Okay, so we'll make Pearl Harbor thing. But one of the most beautiful women in the world, Kate Beckinsale. People fucking loved her after that movie. She, but she's gorgeous. Oh, uh, and that was at the time Josh Hartnett was everyone's, like, next no, see, up and coming. he was not... I was not a Josh Hartnett. I was a Ben Affleck. And yeah, Ben Affleck looks great in that and, and like, Armageddon. Um, I didn't get how his hair was kind of, like, blonde. Um, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't, doesn't it. matter. Yeah, I guess not. So That was when Ben Affleck was on top of the world and when he was leading Matt Damon in the Ben Affleck versus Matt Damon. Yeah. Now it's not even close. Nope. Matt Damon just blew him out of the water. It was a tough ball. Gili <laughs> and J-Lo really did a number on him. <laughs> it just makes me think of, of, the, of the gif of, or not the gif, the meme of him just, like, looking so stressed, taking the drag of a cigarette, being like, just like, yeah. he's just like, <sighs> like Jesus Christ, man. Do you hear me? J-Lo ruined him. You ruined him, J-Lo. Yeah, J-Lo. That's why she's so young. J-Lo, if you're that's listening she, to the pod. That's why she looks so young, because she sucks the life out of all the men she's with. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's what she does. <laughs> I mean, she's been married like four times or engaged four times. She doesn't suck the life out of A-Rod. He's gay, that's why. She doesn't suck anything. <laughs> anyway, that's our, <laughs> that's our show. Uh, we're over an hour and a half, so uh, that's plenty. But Sam, thank you so much for co-hosting this episode. This has been a really fun one. It's time to take Nola Bowl of Butter Bean Burrito Bowl of goodness to bed. And uh, yeah, time to catch some Z's. Thanks for ha- thanks for being on the pod. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So everyone listening, thank you for listening to another episode of the Jig Podcast. The Jam Podcast. The Jam Podcast. Come by next week where we'll probably talk more about another hundred movie that's coming in, uh, and then a couple other OMMRs, uh, some other TV things, and maybe we'll have a quarantine update. Who knows? Maybe uh, the government's going to give us a lot of money. Maybe that'd be really cool. I would love it. Yeah. Go spend it on that movie theater room that we want so badly. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Have a good week.
until she lies.